Monday, everybody. Welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges. And make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Give us a rating on Apple. Yeah. Spotify. Yeah, I, I tried those for a long time. Nobody was doing it. So, you know what? Whatever. Yeah. And as always, we talk judging in MMA. So make sure you read that criteria. You really should. I say this all the time. You mm-hmm. got to do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Please. Yeah. Yeah, please. Throw the please in. Please. It's always better. Yeah. I always tell my kids, you see, you know, please and thank you. Yeah, the ABC just wrapped up, so. They did. They did. Um, No judging. Changes. Changes. N- nothing to the criteria. Nothing official. Um, They did make some changes to, uh, I-, I guess, officiating and, and, and treatment of uh, cuts. Cuts Accidental and, and, from, and, from fouls. and eye pokes and this kind of thing and procedures and that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, some interesting stuff. I would point everyone to the very brief but uh, useful breakdown that Eric McGracken posted on Twitter. I thought he did a, yeah. a nice, solid job with his little video. Uh, and I think he actually posted a, a full blog on it, too. Afterwards. Oh, he, yeah. I mean, he's always so. got Combat Sports Law. His website is, is always good for that kind of stuff. Um, I did. I was I was following along with ABC a little bit, but not as closely as I would have liked to. It was a very busy week for me. I was trying to get ahead because I'm going away to Seattle this coming week. So I had to do... Let's see. How many interviews did I do this week? I did, I think, five interviews. Four, four or five. Usually I would do maybe one or two in a week. Mm. So that's in addition to my rest of the work that I do and managing my kids and bringing them to camps and all sorts of stuffs. It was a week. It's a week. It was a week. It was a week and a half. I had a week as well. It was a week and a half. And yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. How did the, the big news for you, sir, we should we should break this news here. There's some big breaking news in the life of uh, of Daniel Urban. It there is. Got a new member of the family, little puppy, straight out of the 209, according to Scott. Uh, the dog's name is 209, actually. <laughs> um dan will tell you it's a different name but it's 209 yeah the little boy we uh kind of a whirlwind he just he just popped up and said all right that that's him he, he, how did this happen how did coming... this happen all of a sudden you were just like you didn't have a dog my you went cousin... to a yankee game you're all of a sudden like yeah i have a dog now my cousin saw something on facebook matches the family we saw it, it looked almost identical to, to what radar looked like and we were like we gotta meet him and then it was like yeah you're going to meet him but you're also going to pick him up and i'm like we learned about him 12 hours ago. Well, that's what happened. He's home now. All right. What's he like? He's uh, he's a shy cuddler. Yeah? Yeah, he's starting to open up a little bit more. It's only yeah. been a few days, like it, five days, four is days. Is he munching on your slippers? Uh, no. No, he doesn't care. He like he has his own toys. He plays with them. He's he's broken his cage like two or three times. He's bar- he barreled down the barricade that makes it smaller because so he's, he's not that big yet. Mm-hmm. So you can make the cage smaller. Uh, he's made his own room. Nice. How old? Uh, he's like four and a half months. Okay. Yeah. So there's some because ha- he's not that young. So there's still some habits we got to break from when he was in foster. Mm-hmm. So we're working on it. He's a good boy. Last time I got a, a new dog was my dog Reggie. We got her in 1999. I was 14, mm. almost 14, and uh, she was only eight weeks old. Yeah, that, that's at that point. Yeah, Raider was eight when we got mm-hmm. him. So he was a lot easier. To a train. little easier. Yeah. I love. I tell you what, man. Well, eventually we'll get to fighting, but you guys are going to deal with us talking about dogs, so kind of suck it up, all right? Um, but, <laughs> but my dog, she had, and may she rest in peace, I miss my doggy very much, mm-hmm. but uh, um, she had, took a while to get housebroken. Okay. That that took a minute. It was mm-hmm. mostly the number two that was the big problem, mm. and uh, kept on happening. My parents were getting a little uh, edge of their end of their ropes kind of and started floating ideas about what we might have to do and i was like no <laughs> keeping the dog yeah what are you talking about the dog's gonna get it eventually the dog eventually got it and we yeah. had her almost 19 years yeah that's it's a good story we had we yeah. had a wonderful doggy out of that yeah that's how i mean that's how it was with him he's but we he's he's picking it up he's picking it up have, have been half a week yeah he's got it you got you're gonna have to deal with that yeah he'll be good good so 209 <laughs> is the name yeah so if you're ever at, if you ever want to know how dan's dog is just say how's 209 doing mm-hmm. there you go and i just yell what that's right <laughs> <laughs> the do- what you, you got to do is you got to teach the dog to when you do say 209 bark you know what he's been getting a little mouthy with people really just like someone from the 209 might there you when go they come into their space and just start talking does he does he uh talking has he ish. learned has he learned to throw in a guillotine during a boxing match 
Yeah, I mean, that's it was legal. It looked like a, a good, solid, guilty. It was a great win for Nate yeah. Diaz. He he won that boxing match the other day by, by standing guillotine. That was impressive. Yeah, you just Nate, don't see that in boxing. Nate really, yeah, Nate wins. That's what, a rare technique in boxing got him the win. It's rare. It's rare. But obviously, we saw it, and it works. Because mm-hmm. Jake had no idea how to get out of it. Not a clue. No. And, and the MMA match is going to be a disaster. And I'm here for it. So. <laughs> I did not watch the fight. Me, I all. followed on. I, I couldn't help myself follow on Twitter. But I well, wasn't, of course I, you had to. I wasn't going to pay for it. No, I wasn't going to. I mean, I, I'm not a really boxing fan to begin with. So I learned my lesson when I paid actual money from my pocket that I'd earned to watch uh, Anderson Silva against Jake Paul. Mm-hmm. And it's not that that was even necessarily a bad fight, but I can't tell you the last time I paid actual money out of my pocket to watch a boxing match other than that. And it's kind of sad that that's the one because I really should have done it for some better fights. I do like boxing. I don't, I don't like it nearly as much as I, as I used to. I've focused more on MMA is really what's kind of happened is I've just kind of put so much time into one that I've had less time to focus on the other and I've just kind of let a lot of it go by but like like a fight like Spence Crawford everyone was talking about I was like you know that's a fight like I should watch but like there was too much going on that I, night, I so don't that f- wasn't happening I don't follow anyone to know who the guys in boxing are like you couldn't not know who Mike Tyson was you couldn't not know who Evander Holyfield was back then that's why it was big for me put it put it this way so, if 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 an MMA website is talking about it it's because they know that it's going to get some numbers so the, those are the ones that like are the big ones. Yeah, but I still don't know who they are. Fair enough. I, like I, I never heard of them. I get you. What are you gonna do? I guess not watch. Yeah, I like MMA. That's, that's what you gotta do. I like when you can use all the tools. That's true. That's true. I do. I just I like boxing. It's just oh, man, I got really tired of the guys not fighting each other, and and also, um, the heavyweight division in particular was so great. When mm-hmm. we were growing up, mm-hmm. you know, the 90s and, and into the early 2000s even. But basically by the time like Lennox Lewis left when he retired, the, the heavyweight division got a lot less interesting. It was kind of in flux for a while. And then the Klitschko's came and the Klitschko's right, were yeah. great. But they were also like not necessarily um, they're not putting on these amazing fights that you really want to watch. They were technical clinics that they were just proving they were better than the other guys, which is great. But it's not the type of thing that's enticing you to say, make time in the middle of your Saturday afternoon because they're fighting in Europe mm-hmm. to watch. So it was a little, was a little yeah. different. I was going to say that. Yeah, I was going to say the Klitschko's are probably like the last boxers I knew about mm. or, or was able to you know follow. Sure, sure. But yeah, probably the same for me. Anyway. I did like Sergio Martinez. Don't you know you... Sergio Martinez? No. He was a middleweight. No. I really liked him. That was probably the last boxer that I was like a real fan of. Mm. And then and then MMA kind of just took But. We're a we're a dog show slash boxing show now. We don't talk about MMA judging anymore. <laughs> and I think we've covered every topic for the weekend. So have a good night. No. Um, now let's get over to UFC. We we're going to talk mostly about UFC. There was a PFL as well, and and we're actually going to talk about the rounds, contested rounds from both of those events. Mm-hmm. But the major happenings I think we'll be talking about mostly will be on the UFC side, starting. With Corey Sanhagen, who got the clear victory, 50-45 across the board, over Rob Font, uh, grappling fuel. Not what yeah. most people expected. Apparently, he had said he tore a triceps in the first round, is what what, what we were saying here, and uh, kind of just forced him to to readjust his, I guess, plans. Well, he said he, he said he planned on being grapple heavy anyway because his bo- elbow was bothering him. Okay, that's right. And yeah. then once the once the tricep went. Uh, he said, oh, this is just what we're going to do. Sure. So, and that makes sense. And I mean, Rob Fock couldn't do a thing about it. So it's not, not really Corey's fault. But the question would be, did it bother you that he was taking the grappling heavy route to victory here? Uh, it didn't bother me at all, really. But I still had to take a shot and I put my score out as 50-45 John Fitch. <laughs> of course. Because I just had to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know what? I. At this point, you got to do what you got to do to win. Mm-hmm. That's that should be first and foremost. It is a sport first and foremost, and I don't think everybody understands that. Entertainment to, you know, in in the fighter's perspective, entertainment should be second. Winning is first, and I, I don't think everyone shares that philosophy. Who isn't a fighter? I, I in think that's in, in title contention, mm-hmm. other guys that are just out there to make money who don't want to have a shot at a title just want to go out and put exciting fights so they stay in the UFC. Or or somebody who maybe 
is on the brink of leaving the UFC. I think mm-hmm. back a long way back, and you'll remember this, I think. Matt Brown was kind of sliding at one point in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Of course, he, you know, long story short, he is still with the UFC. It has been, I think, yeah. 16 years now. Mm-hmm. But there was a point where he was sliding. He lost like three or four in a row. And they gave him a young up-and-comer at welterweight named uh, Stephen Thompson. And he chose the grappling-heavy... I'm just going to wrestle him down and decision this guy who's a known karate, mm-hmm. karateka, uh, mm-hmm. kickboxing champion, right? So he said, listen, I had to get a win here. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. It's not the right way, but I had to get the win. Imagine if he doesn't go that route. Steven Thompson knocks him out. And we don't get years and years and years of really awesome Matt Brown fights. Yeah. Sometimes the exciting fighter just has to do the right thing to get the win here and i and this actually tied in more to Corey sandhagen than i really thought it would because we have another exciting fighter who's usually a striker puts on fights that we enjoy whether they go down to the mat or up i think typically we watch a fun Corey sandhagen fight this was mm-hmm. not a cor- fun Corey sandhagen fight it was a fun first round i enjoyed sure. the first i think yeah. most people enjoyed the first round um crowd turned on him really quickly though in round two um nashville crowd was terrible I'm, I'm I'm just gonna say it. They were really bad. Bisping, by the way, even insulted them. It's like, oh, maybe a crowd who do, doesn't understand the grappling so much. It was like it's sort of an implicit, like not overt insult to them. Mm-hmm. But they didn't boo him, which almost made it be like, yeah, we don't know. Yeah. We don't like that. Uh, but also, Bisping had a a view that I share. Like, mm-hmm. I like the USA chants, and Bisping was like, good. They should be. They're patriots. They should be chanting for their own. Well, that's fine. And that I and I like. I don't like when people get mad at yeah USA chants. We're in the USA. Chant USA. Sometimes they chant USA against Americans, though. Well, they're on, and that's day. where it's messed up. Well, maybe they're chanting for both. They're really not, though. <laughs> and you know it. <laughs> anyway, uh, but the, but here's the here's the bigger question I think coming off of this is is Corey Sandhagen. I I interviewed him before this fight, and he I don't think he made it any secret. It seemed like he was of the impression that he goes out and gets a win. He's probably got the next title shot. He's fighting for a title, whether that's against Aljo, whether that's against Mirab or or Sean O'Malley. Who knows? And it, you know, I, I think it it seemed like he felt like he was going to be the other guy in there, no matter what. Dana White walked out on this fight in the fourth round. Is that confirmed? Uh, actually, you know what? I don't. I don't have that confirmed. So I, I, that's a fair point. I don't know where I had seen that. I you saw. saw, I, saw it too, I saw a tweet. Right? I saw a tweet about it. I don't. I don't remember the source. Okay, so let's let's couch that and say, listen reportedly Dana White walked out on the fourth round. True or not, it would be in character. We've seen this type of thing before. Either way, did Corey Sandhagen fight himself out of a prospective title shot with this, let's say, not so interesting performance? I would say the injury probably makes that likely. Sure. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Who else are you going to put there? Oh, it's Bantamweight. You can do a lot. I suppose. They're also You can do Marab against uh, Sean O'Malley, even if O'Malley loses. You could put Henry Cejudo in there. Yeah, that doesn't make there. Yeah, Cejudo's there. You could put a lot of things there. If if uh, but that's about if, it. If really. Cheeto Vera goes out and gets a win, you could throw him in the mix again. Suppose, yeah. There's a lot. There's not really a whole lot of wrong answers. Here's the thing, that weight is the thing. Is that Peter Yan? You can't do him at this point because he's, no, he's lost no too many in a row. But um, but no if Aljo sticks around, because Anthony Smith made a good point. He goes, nobody gives up pay-per-view points. If he, if he if he goes out and beats Sean O'Malley, he's not leaving the division and giving up the pay-per-view But what points. if he gets the Unless next... Unless it's a title fight. What if he gets yeah, the next shot at 45? Yeah, that's different. That would be an interesting case. Now, it would be interesting for them to actually say, we're going to have him leapfrog Ilya Toporia to get that shot. I don't know if they would do that. But anyway, that's, that's obviously... We're getting a little farther yeah, away from the topic bit, to go down bit. that route. Uh, we might as well be talking about dogs again, um, which is cool. We should talk about dogs again. No, no, no. Uh, we'll focus here. <laughs> but yeah, I, I have to think that this performance probably didn't do him any favors because there are other options yeah, and right. because of the injury, too. Honestly, I, I don't think... think it should be held against him because he is a fantastic fighter who typically is an, an entertaining fighter and would probably be entertaining against whoever he'd fight well, against. Also, here's the thing. If if Dana did walk out, he walked out knowing he not knowing anything about the injury. So... Also then, true. Then he would hear, oh, okay, I get it, I understand, and won't really hold it against Or he him. would say he doesn't so, want to fight, like he's going to tell Elon. Oh, yeah, Elon doesn't <laughs> want to fight. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you any more final thoughts on the Bantamweight uh, picture there? No, I think I think it was uh, unnecessarily harsh. Uh, 
critique on him. Yeah, so. I, I think that's fair. The backlash, especially in arena, was was really harsh. It was like, I'm I'm sorry. I know everybody showed up because they wanted like a particular fight, and it didn't go that way. But man, there was some there were some fun fights throughout yeah. the night. I think it was a a decent night of fights in Nashville, and they got they shouldn't go back to Nashville for a while. Yeah, but Nashville's a fun city. I know. I've been to Nashville. I, bet th- I'm, I'm I thinking... went to Nashville when they had the first FX show headlined by Jim mm-hmm. Miller. And Jimmy. and there was a debut of a of a an up and coming fighter on the card earlier on the card. His name was uh. That was uh, Jim Melvin. No, 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 no. The main event wasn't Jim and Melvin. Oh, I was like, who's Jim Melvin? Oh, <laughs> yeah, Jim and Melvin Garner. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> like Jim Melvin. I don't know this person. <laughs> no, there was another debuting fighter named uh, Khabib something. Or oh, other. that guy. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Yeah. I couldn't remember his name. Mike Constantino Some, in the corner. There was a lot of alphabet soup on that last okay, name. I couldn't yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike Constantino was in the corner. That's oh. right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was there for that one. Nashville was fun, mm-hmm. but yeah, maybe maybe go somewhere else that's also fun to have fights next time. Right. Then go people who were booing. Go, I don't know. Go have a drink. <laughs> go have fun in Nashville. Robert's Western World is great. Get I don't the, know. What that get is. the fried bologna sandwich and a cold Miller High Life for like six bucks. Do you remember uh, Corey? You remember Corey freaking Bleakin? Yeah, from our from AMA. Yeah. He uh, a former opponent of Paul Felder. Yes. Um. He advised me, I can't remember where I went, but he went to school in Tennessee and he was recommending mm. me a couple places to go. And I, I ate at one of them. It was good. Okay, I wish good. I could remember the name. So I don't know. Yeah. Eat somewhere in Nashville and you'll probably have a good time. That's my <laughs> recommendation. Eat. <laughs> have barbecue. Barbecue was the thing, of course. Um, moving on, though. Tatiana Suarez, dude. Yeah. Fantastic. Hasn't, um, hasn't missed a beat. She really hasn't. It, it's really wonderful because, and and I really do feel like at some point she's going to be a champion. I don't know which division and I don't know when, but like this woman's not going to retire from MMA and not have been a UFC champion at some point. I just can't, I can't imagine it happening mm-hmm. unless she gets hit with some more awful luck um, for, for her own health and that kind of thing, right? Goes out there and I don't want to say steamrolls Jessica Andrade, but like she was definitely better. And then she finished her in the, the second mm-hmm. round, which, I mean, now we're seeing an Andrade who is rapidly falling down the rankings. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's I don't know that, like, she's not a good fighter anymore, but she's clearly not an elite fighter anymore. That That has passed. We've moved on from that. But the question about Suarez is this. If her next fight was for a title at either 115 or 125, and the reason I bring in 125 is because she has a win over the current champion, Alex Grasso. Would you favor her in a title fight against either or both current champs? So that Grasso being at 125, Zhang Wei Li at 115. Would you favor her against either or both? Yeah, I'm favoring against both. 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 Wow. Okay. I've been high, I've been high on Tatiana Suarez forever, mm-hmm. especially for the, the beating she put on Carlos Sparza. Um, and I told I think I told you this. You know, Fight Pass has that 24 seven stream. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they put this fight on repeat, and I watched it. <laughs> I watched it like six times, and I couldn't get enough of it. Uh, and I was like, "She, she's the, she's the truth." Where it, it, she's gonna be the champ. If I'm not mistaken, so. that fight is the one where Carlos Barça was given a ten eight in the first round against Suarez, and I think it was like a mistake or something. Oh, I don't know that it was a mistake, but it, it, on the scorecard that was released. It was. I'm almost positive it was this fight, and I'm. I'm I'll have to look it, it up at some point before we it, end it's up a, it's close a the show. Yeah, I'm gonna think it was yeah. definitely a mistake, yeah. but it felt like it was more supposed to be like a 10-8 the other way, and then it was mm. a mistake, and they would have corrected because that fight didn't go mm-hmm. the distance. Sometimes that type of thing can get ironed mm-hmm. out before they read the scorecards, and they realize no, this was a mistake. Um, it was just misinterpreted or something like that. So we don't know that that was meant to be, but. That is there. There is a piece of paper that documents what happened there. I'm gonna pull it up while uh, while we're chatting here. What I'd be more interested. Obviously, she's not gonna get the, the title shot next. No. Um. But I w- I would love to see her and Mackenzie Dern uh fight. That would be fun. Just I, that because, was that was another one I saw people mention. Just because I think um I think Suarez would would really have a chance there to uh, showcase the striking that she's been working on. Because mm. I think the, I think the ground game would kind of even it out. Not not that Suarez wouldn't be able to take her down. I think I think she would. I just think uh, Dern would be dangerous off the back. So I think that would probably stay standing for a while. I would be interested in that one. So, but I mean, realistically, we're just kind of delaying the inevitable for not putting her in the the championship mm-hmm. fight here. So I do have the scorecard uh, in question here, and yes, we are looking at 
two ten nines for Tatiana Suarez in round one against <laughs> Carlos Barza, and then a ten eight for Carlos Barza. I have to watch this fight again, admittedly, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say they probably meant the other way. Yeah, error. Because this fight ended in the third round. For sure. Um, For sure, error. Either that or the judge in question, Daniel Matheson, is just wrong. Yeah, well. But again, I didn't even watch that fight. I I watched it, but it's been so long, and I just know that a lot of the reaction at the time was 10-8, what? So I'm going to assume it was just an error. Yeah, error for sure. Ah, uh, we'll we'll cut Dan a break, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I forget what 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 this was. I want to say I wanted to give props to to Vegas, the guy who had the blue hair a couple weeks ago on a fight night. The guy who had the blue he had hair. the blue hair, the dyed blue hair. They actually put him in the blue corner so you don't get confused. Mm. You know, there's other there's other commissions where the guy's wearing red trunks, but he's the blue corner. Mm-hmm. And now when your scorecard says blue and red. It, it it messes you up, but I mean I'm sure you know you're. It would mess me up. I'm I'm just saying that. Like it's an easy fix to not have it that way. Why would the guy with red trunks not be where be the red corner? What if they made him just buzz his hair? Well, whatever. <laughs> I mean that'd be insane. But I, it's well within the commission's rights. I, I, Probably because they can't switch know. the corners. That'd be yes. crazy. <laughs> I, I I don't know why I thought of that just now. I actually have no but, idea if that's in commission's rights to do that particular that, thing for that particular reason. But I uh. I wanted to make sure I mentioned that because I forgot about it a couple weeks ago. All right. Well, glad we got it in. Yeah. Regular listeners will appreciate. Listeners you. will appreciate that. <laughs> Tongue twister there. Um, the only other thing I wanted to bring up before we get over to the kind of the rounds and everything like that is PFL. Uh, first off, did you watch? Like, not just the the fights that we're going to be talking about. But... Oh no, I did. Well, no, honestly, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I did. I did watch it because. I, I'm really just, I want to see if Sean O'Connell has any respect for people that, that are behind him <laughs> and actually sits down at his cage panel. Uh, he was still standing. I think I think PFL moved them to a different panel where he's kind of not in the way of most, uh, you know, paying customers, blocking their view. Mm-hmm. But it, it's really annoying that a guy that is in the front row, not even front rows, right on the cage has to stand up. And it, it it's just inconsiderate. So... That's really why I was watching. Take that, O'Connell. And O'Connell, he was standing up. It, it's whatever. <laughs> anyway, while, while he was standing up, there were some fights going on, by the way. Uh, are you interested in either of the finals that came out of Friday? So I should say at 205, we have Josh Silvera against Impa Kasanga. Now, you were hoping he would win. Yeah, former UFC guy. Are you interested in that um, fight? Yeah, I'm interested in that one. Okay. Yeah. And then are you interested in the 45 title fight, which will be uh, Jesus Pinedo against Gabriel Braga? Yeah, I uh, I, I think this is a really good fight. I'm very interested in this fight. Yeah, I like Braga just because I just saw him fight for the first time. I mean, Pinedo was, was fantastic, uh, too. I, you know what? I don't think I saw that fight. Oh, dude. He, so. he put it on Bubba Jenkins. Oh, I did see that fight. Yeah, that was a good the main fight. event. Yeah, yeah, that okay. I did watch the main. He's event. He's a nasty dude. I forgot about the name. That's I honestly, I think this is yeah. one of the most interesting finals that PFL has found their way into. Right. In but, terms of like the the potential for action, especially from not just like heavy guys that one might land and, and knock out the other. This just looks like a fun fight. Right, but I mean, Chris Wade wasn't even supposed to be in that fight, right? No, but he the only reason he wasn't is because he didn't get the knockout quite so fast in the first round as Braga did. Okay. So but, but, the, but the, way it, the way it happened, it was very it was a very weird way that it actually like played out where Wade didn't go in. You know, he but it he should have been, been just deserving. Hmm? It should have been Natan Schultz. No, no, no. No, um, that's at fifty five. Oh, I thought I thought PFL didn't have a fifty five. We talk about. I thought they just went 45. No. Shane Burgos and Clay Collar, they've been fighting at 155. I thought that was 45. No. Nah, it, last know. year, it was it was uh, Anthony Pettis and, and Stevie Ray. Yeah, I thought was it was, it this I year thought it was all 45. I don't know. Nah, man. Whatever. <laughs> Dan is a monster PFL fan, as you can tell. He drinks Celsius all the time. No, no caffeine. <laughs> is that right? No caffeine. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we were talking about the rate. When is this no caffeine thing happened? Is this new or am I just missing? Um, it's well, it's just uh, an experiment on oh, my right. part that has prevented fr- the the vision things from happening. The vision things. Yeah, the ocular migraines. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So I need caffeine, <laughs> but I I get it from Mountain. I'm all jacked up. I'm Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh let's get to the unanimity, unanimity report i i'm 
Yeah, we got to get to these rounds. Really well. We do, we do. We don't have tons of rounds, but we got seven of them to get to from got thoughts. between uh, the UFC and PFL. UFC was hyper busy, but I think they got a lot of, not to not to downplay uh, what I thought was a pretty solid job judging uh, on the whole from the UFC crew, but there were a lot of clear rounds here. That, yeah, but, you but know, still, still good I don't know, absolutely. There. But the point being, we ended up with a 24 out of 27. Really high percentage. We just don't get that a whole lot from that workload in the UFC very often. 88.8%. Uh, one of those rounds was an 8-9 split. So this is, we're only talking about two times where they couldn't agree on who won the round. Um, that's fantastic. But again, I, I do think that there were, I mean, realistically, you watched the Sandhagen fight. Mm-hmm. Those last four rounds... It would have been crazy to go the other way. Oh, there yeah. were a few fights that were kind of like that, you know. I'm I'm just saying, not to downplay it, just putting some context on it. Mm. There have been there have been harder events to judge. I suppose. I think that's fair. there was a couple of fights. I was like, oh no, we're going to talk about this one. <laughs> well, by the, my uh, my pick for the one with the the one we were definitely talking about contested rounds was Dustin Jacoby and Kennedy and Zechiku, which ended in the first round. So my uh, my reverse psychology trick is continuing to work. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Uh, <laughs> Good job. Yeah. I figure at the worst, you know, we, we talk about it. I'm right. And at the best, I actually get a better fight and someone finishes in the first round. Hmm. It's a win. Um, PFL, there were only 11 rounds to score. Fewer fights on there, but also a lot of finishes, a lot of early finishes. So seven out of 11, 63.6%, a little lower uh, on the percentage wise, but again, very small Sample size, kind of sometimes that's just the way those things go. Uh, but no eight nine splits on that one. No. So let's lead with UFC. Uh that was the more prominent card. So I guess really the, none of these none of these fights were like a big fight to talk about either. Like there was no judging controversy. Um I think we should lead off with the eight nine split. Yeah, let's do it. So we were gonna start with Carlston Harris, who got the win over Jeremiah Wells. Round three technical submission via Anaconda choke, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but up to that point, Carlson Harris was losing this fight. He was minutes away from losing a fight on the cards, most definitely. Um, and obviously he pulled out the win, but round one, we're debating the eight here. So what's help, what happened here? Yeah, um, Wells comes out, lands some sweet rib music uh, right away. And I think that's the only strike for like a, quite a while. I love sweet ribs, by the way. Uh-huh. Sweet Baby Ray's. <laughs> That's right, Sweet Baby Ray. Uh, Carlson Harris comes wild, wild attack, just swinging, ends up on the ground, and Jer- Jeremiah Wells is on top. Ends up locking up a uh, a ninja choke or no-arm Dars. It looks pretty tight, uh, but to me, the angle's off. Uh, he's got good duration. He's in this thing for a long time. I think Wells is dominant in this round, so I really do not hate an eight. I think you got dominance in duration pretty easily. Uh, so I'm okay with it, but I do need some damage there. I, I, I get you have some grappling damage because of the sub-attack. I just don't think the sub-attack was really going to get there. I, I think the angle was off. Um, and I, w- I wish Wells kind of just got up and just started pounding, because I probably would have made it to the eight then. This is a round where I can, and, and the two judges that I will point out that saw the nine here are, are Derek Cleary and Sal D'Amato, who are two of, the, I believe, the three most uh rounds scored basically annually you know they're they're easily the most active judges out there right they see a lot of rounds a lot of rounds and i think at this point the uh, traveling judges have essentially settled on the idea that yeah we're really looking for damage here that's it's no secret we've been talking about this for years now ever since that yawn and Izzy fight, and I am absolutely in no way surprised that this is a nine, and I get it, and I'm not going to argue it, but I feel like we still have two ABC conferences have gone by mm-hmm. where they can put changes in the books, mm-hmm. and we don't have them yet. Mm-hmm. By the books, you can give this an eight, and I want this to be an eight, because oh, I, I don't see any reason that you could give Jeremiah, or excuse me, Carlson Harris any credit for doing anything in this round, number one. He didn't really do anything. He didn't do anything. That's right. That's number one. He went number long. two. He, ended up, he, he basically ended up on the ground because of, of his insane attack. Number two, we're not looking at a Jeremiah Wells who's riding out position. He's attacking a choke. Is is it a choke that's a high percentage finish there? Maybe not necessarily, but like we don't know quite how close he was. And it was he had it in position for a little while. That's number one. Number two, he was able to add some more kind of damaging strikes at one point later on 
So it wasn't mm. a pure. It wasn't a pure grappling round. Is kind of what I'm getting at here. Eh. There's something there. You know what I mean? I mean, I, listen, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I think mm-hmm. the the criteria says you can go eight. Doesn't yeah. say you have to go eight. Yeah. And I don't. I don't and want, that's fine. And I don't want to go eight here. Yeah, and and that's okay. So, I'm not. I'm not even telling. I'm not telling you wrong. And most certainly, I'm not telling Judges Cleary and D'Amato here that they are wrong. But I am going Rick Winter. I like Rick Winter pulling the eight out here. Bravo, sir. I'm with you. All right. Moving on to our two other rounds that really didn't have a a, a great bearing on the results. We'll start with at least the one that was in round two, as opposed to round three of a fight that 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 didn't matter. So we're going over to uh, Ludovic Klein, who got the 29-28 twice and a 30-27 over Ignacio Bahamondes. We were split on round two. What happened in round two? I do think this is a really close round. I thought both guys were landing good shots. I just think Bahamondes landed slightly better. Good shots to the face seemed to be, you know, pretty good stings. While Klein landed a nice head kick, you know, attacked the body well. Uh, got got a decent impactful takedown at the end of the round. Uh, I thought it was very close, but I'm on Bahamondes 10-9. I also am too. It's, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this round in particular, but yeah, you could, you could go either way. Yeah, I feel I feel good here though. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to stick with you. So... We saw it the same as, as, again, Judge Cleary and Anthony Manis working in his uh, home state. And uh, it was Rick Winter, again, split off on this one. Saw it for Klein. Wasn't with Rick this time. But, again, this is it, – it's not a coin toss, but it, it, it's totally fine to go either way. I could see them, you know. Mm-hmm. How much do you really grade what Klein is doing with what he's able to do on the ground, right? That's right. I think that's really what it comes down to. So mm-hmm. you want to give it a little more credence or a little less, that's where you end up, I think. Had a slight heart attack there, Scott. But I'm good. What? I'm good. Slight heart attack. What, what? What? I thought I didn't take notes on the next round. I was like, oh no, I'm gonna. Oh, gonna I thought you meant, there. dude. You have an actual oh. heart thing. So yeah, when you say you had a heart oh. attack, I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> good God! You're not allowed to use that <laughs> euphemism. My bad. <laughs> Dan's okay. Yeah. I now I'm the one who's developed a heart malady. <laughs> There he goes. I don't but even I'm know. Glad, I'm glad a, Dan's okay. A malady? Yeah. What's a malady? Something that's bad. Oh, I was going to say it's like malady. Like you, you can, use a mallet. Like yeah, a malady. Yeah. Dude, use the context of what I'm saying. You can figure that out. <laughs> a mal, 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 malady. Malady. Mal. Mal means bad. Mal. I know mal. Yeah, I, can, I guess I can figure that yeah, out. Yeah. Mal. That's pretty much it. It's a bad lady. There you go. There's your word of the week, everybody. Um, <laughs> do I, I have a word of the week, don't I? Like, I don't yeah. mean it to, but it just happens. Yeah, he's kind of just, just flexes his vocabulary. <laughs> I write for a living. <laughs> anyway, uh, our our last fight here for uh, for UFC, anyway. Kyler... Did you say the judges before I interrupted you for the previous round? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah I said Rick Winter. Good. I wasn't with him that time. Anthony okay. Manis judges in home state. We got, we got it covered. We're gotcha. all good. I appreciate it, though. Um, Kyler Phillips got the win by the same scores, by the way. 29-28 twice and 30-27 over Howney Barcelos. Um, Barcelos, right? Barcelos, Barcelos. Um, but round three is where we're split here, which means Phillips was already up twenty to eighteen on all three cards. So this is one of those rounds that every judge knew it didn't really matter that much who they had going. But we'll talk about it anyway because this is what we do, and we expect that the judges, of course, take every round seriously, and I'm sure they do. But hey, round three, what happened? Yeah, early it's pretty close. I think Phillips landed some good shots up the middle. He landed a big knee to the head. But as the round go- as the round goes on, Barcelos uh, really starts to land better. Uh, good leg kicks, good attacks to the body and head. Had that nice knee up the middle, hitting the- hitting Phillips in the nose. I mean, Phillips had his moments, but I I do think this is a Barcelos round ten nine. I also gave it to Barcelos. I think he's landing um a little bit more damagingly, but yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's that bad to go the other way either. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like this one is not as close as. The round we just talked about with Klein and Bahamondes, but I, I do still, I could see arguments either way, especially if mm-hmm. you kind of miss like one strike or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is certainly one of those rounds. So I sided, uh, I sided with Barcelos just like you. Mike Bell had it that way. Sal D'Amato had it that way. Local judge Kerry Rowland, her dilemma was to go. Uh, Not for Kelly Rowland. No, no, no. Kerry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you catch my little uh, dilemma in there? Remember Dilemma? Dilemma, you mean? Yeah, with with Kelly Rowland and uh, oh, that was Nelly song. Yeah, no, I didn't know that was name. Oh, that's when she's texting an M on Excel in the video. Yep. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you could text in Microsoft Excel. I didn't either. Yeah, but that, <laughs> th- this this music video proved it. I learned something that day. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, so she's Carrie Rowland, not Kelly Rowland. Mm. Um, I didn't go that way, but I, again, I can I can see it. I just I don't think it's as close as the other round. But uh, yeah, on the whole, like I said, judges in in uh, in, in Nashville, they did a good job. Tennessee, mm-hmm. Tennessee had a nice showing, I think. Yeah, Tennessee. Except for the fans. Go, sure. I mean, yeah, I didn't go even back know. to drinking. I mean, go in the streets. Even, I didn't even notice. Go it, buy really. some cowboy boots at one of the places. They're and expensive. Stay, and stay out of the Bridgestone uh, Arena, whatever the heck it's called. They are expensive. I remember walking by all those places. It was like it was like three hundred dollars for boots. This is twelve years ago. Yeah, and that's on the low end. Yeah, get out of here. I I've never bought a pair of footwear for more than one hundred twenty dollars, and that was same. like one time. I think same. for like kicks. I think I I think I bought Jordans when they were at that price point. Yeah, and, and nothing higher than that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a sneakerhead. So, but that's it for UFC. Uh, we'll go over to PFL now because there are two fights we're going to be talking about, except one of the fights we're going to talk about the whole dang thing. Talking about the whole fight. Every single round of this one uh, between Braga, Gabriel Braga, we talked about, got the win over Chris Wade, split decision, dueling 30-27s, and a 29-28 being the decider for Gabriel Braga. I'll tell you right now, Brian Miner had the 30-27 for the winner, Braga. Ruben Carrion had the 30-27 for the loser, Chris Wade. And Joe Solis, who we haven't really talked about for, like, live rounds since literally our first episode. We're on 252 now. This is three and a half years ago. We have not talked about rounds scored by Joe Solis that happened on the previous weekend in all that time. But he's back, and he had the scorecard that the, uh, the consensus online seemed to actually agree with his. Of all things, but let's talk about all these rounds because just because the uh, consensus online was one thing doesn't mean they were right. Doesn't mean they're right. But uh, but we'll see. Start with round one. Wade comes out heavy pressure early, but is he landing anything? I don't think so. I think like, <laughs> I think, like one body kick actually got through. Uh, while Braga's countering well, Wade's entering and eating jabs to his face every time he tries to get close to him. I thought Braga fought really well going backwards during this portion where Wade was being very aggressive. Uh, not doing much, doing his best, Diego. Uh, I really don't think Wade landed that many clean shots upstairs. And a lot of his kicks, they're kind of just range finders or range keepers, just throwing it out there like a to you know that oblique kick. But there's there's no real force to it. I thought Braga was landing heavy, immediate impact to the head. It looks close because of because of Wade's actions of, of being very aggressive. But I think there's a right winner here, and it's Braga ten nine. I also agree. I I do think the right score here actually is Braga, and I. And the thing that sticks in my mind is is yeah are we are we overrating potentially the degree to which those strikes are landed or potentially are we missing the degree to which those strikes are landed because we're not there you know sometimes those things look different on TV right sure but I feel like we we got a good idea I think even at home we could get a good read I maybe I'm wrong I'm I'm open to that on how well Braga's landing versus. Wade here and also Wade has you know he has the takedown there's like a little bit of a grappling exchange there but nothing really happens but is that getting overrated I don't know I'm just trying to think of reasons why I just think it had Judge Carrion might have had it, it go the other way it had to be rated insanely high mm-hmm. so yeah I don't I don't uh, know I I I don't love that uh, uh, as a score it's not not the greatest of scores um is it the worst probably not but yeah I I, I don't I, I I feel really good about Braga here yeah, me too. I feel very good about this one. I think that's the right call. So, yeah, Br- Judges Minor and Solas uh, were on Braga. This one, Carrion, was by himself for the Wade score. And, I, yeah, again, I didn't remember that. So, round two, though. Okay, this is actually a close round. It's only close because Wade attacked a really good guillotine. However, once it's back on the feet, Braga's the one that's landing the better strike. It's pretty clear he's landing with the more impact. Uh, Wade is game as ever. He keeps firing back. But I think Braga has surpassed him on the feet, uh, whatever that guillotine was worth, and he wins it. I can actually do... I. I can see an argument both ways here, though. But I do think this is a Braga round for me. I'm I'm actually going to be less uh, discerning, or not discerning, but less less uh, favorable to the other side on this one. I, I didn't think the Gee team was quite okay. as strong. I, I actually didn't rate it that high. And I did think it was much more clear how well Braga was doing on the feet compared to the first round. I thought he did better work in round two on the feet. Well, it's pretty. I mean, yeah, he is. It is clear he's better. You know, on the feet it, here. but but again, he's better. I think Braga's work in round two beats Braga's work in round one. Is what I'm saying. Oh, I think it's kind of on par. I, I I disagree. Maybe a little bit. I'm not saying it was to a high degree. Um, again, I, I I this still isn't the worst score, but also I I feel like the better way to go here really is. 
Braga. I think what we're what we watched here is if we had three judges who were more uh let's say experienced with fights week to week to week especially high level fights i feel like we're gonna get more judges probably three judges every time that see round one and two for brock that's that's how i feel let's say props to texas for bringing brian minor in oh absolutely oh yeah glad you called that out because yeah brian minor is a traveling judge and i think this is the first time i've seen a traveling judge brought in in texas for a non-ufc show yeah good on them for that and and what an, and a good official to bring in too. I have a lot of respect for Brian uh, as an official. I think he does a good work, and I would like to see him get more opportunities uh, judging in Vegas. Yeah, that'd be cool. Or refing too. You can do both. Well, yeah, I th- yeah, I think I like him doing both. He was my he was my ref of the year because of that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, I forgot about that. And Texas loves to have their guys do double they duty. Do, yeah, was at Kerry least for UFC shows. Kerry Hatley was in Tennessee, right? Kerry Hatley was in Tennessee, yeah. Yeah, and he's a Texas guy, so mm-hmm. that was interesting. All right, go figure. Let's move on to round three. Yeah, okay. So Wade lands heavy early. I thought he stung Brock pretty good. Brock was kind of, you know, like, I don't want to say wobbled, but he was hit pretty good, and you could tell. Uh, as the round went on, Brock started to find the home, and he landed some heavy shots of his own. I think Wade may have landed just enough to hold his lead, but not by much throughout the rest of the round. I think you can argue both easily. On the whole, uh, Brock wins this and de- deserves to be fighting for the million dollars. 30-27 Wade is kind of crazy to me. Uh, I think 29-28 Braga is, is the score to go. This is the worst scored so. round I've ever seen happen. Brian Miner <laughs> is the worst judge. No, no, no. Seriously. I, I actually didn't think it was crazy to go to Wade here, or excuse me, to Braga here, but I, I, I feel good about my score for Wade. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I want to say like close but clear in this case for Wade. Okay. I do think he builds like a good lead early. Well, yeah, he has and the And it lead. just, it's hard to, he doesn't really lose the lead in my opinion. So he gets stung. With some good shots from Braga. Yeah. But in between that, he's still landing. Wade is, yeah, so he, Wade he is holding, holding a short lead yeah. throughout the, the or, whole or round. Or maybe relinquishing, like, yeah. you know, inches on, on a yard, you know? Like, yeah, they just they just pounded it in to take the one-point lead, and now they're... Uh, or inches on a foot, maybe. Gonna, you know, victory formation when he was just holding them against the fence to, to run the clock. That out. was definitely what was happening so, at the end there in, yeah. in, in a fight. That, I, that was a very uh, bold strategy to take with a fight that... Yeah. Yes, there was one judge who saw all three rounds for for uh, Chris Wade here, but uh, I don't I don't think he should have felt good about that, and he yeah. seemed to feel more comfortable with that than than mm-hmm. he really was. But hey, you know what? Maybe that speaks to the idea that this fight felt closer in person than it looked mm-hmm. on TV. Too, it's just it, I'm floating the idea out there. It's things we got to think about, you know. Even Verdict got it right. Stop! Even, stop that! Even even even. That I'm gonna make Dan right. edit that from the show. They, if you, you're gonna, you're gonna hear a bleeped out thing. Even the, even the, the, the PFL AI got it right. Yeah. So sometimes, sometimes their AI judge does get it right, <laughs> and sometimes he really doesn't. He, it, yeah, does not compute. Um, yeah, I, I, I like twenty nine, twenty eight Braga here. One, two for for Braga. I, I think that's, I think that's the score. That I feel most comfortable with. But again, I, I think round three, certainly round three is the one that you, you can see the argument for much better than the other two, I think. Round one, is, I, I don't see an argument for yeah. Wade. So. And like I said, I'm a little more harsh on two than you were. But uh, but again, yeah. I, I think I think we made it out of Texas without something terrible happening. And like, let's just let's just count it as a win. Sure. And next time we talk about PFL, they'll be in New York. So mm. it'll, uh, it'll be a higher caliber of of officiating mm-hmm. i think and, and commission especially oh my goodness uh commission couldn't even did can we talk real quick too before we move on to this other one did you see the scorecards i was posting from pfl yeah garbage yeah so if you didn't see pfl pfl shares the um the images of the scorecards that they are given by the commission with media members so if you log into uh, they give me a link that i can access to uh like a dropbox and it has folders, and one of them will be scorecards from that event. So I'll log in, and that's where I get the scorecard images from. So they'll, they'll give them the media. It's very, it's totally accessible. This is this is a kind of common thing for some things that get shared from uh, with media members, right? But this is the only way to get those cards. So I look, I log in, and typically you can see the the round by round breakdowns, right? It's like round one, this, round two, this, round three, this from each judge. For whatever reason, PFL was only provided the version of that from Texas that shows the final score for the whole fight. Doesn't have the round-by-round breakdown. I was able to, fortunately, uh, 
come into the knowledge of, of how these rounds were broken down. Um, so at least we have that knowledge available. I was able to share that as well uh, with MMA decisions. Hopefully they have that up soon or if, if they don't already um, for public consumption. But it was uh, very disappointing to see that Texas couldn't just give what everybody else gives. Just show the round by round breakdowns. I don't get it. Yeah, it's no, lazy to me. Yeah, no reason to do that. It's either lazy or it's like we're withholding information on purpose. It looks like for that. what yeah, purpose? That's what it looks like it's what it certainly looks like. Absolutely. So I I don't I don't like it. I don't think that's the right way to go. I mean, we're already clamping down on uh, reported purses and that kind of thing. And look, there's there's at least arguments to be made in some way about you know privacy of of information. I don't think it serves the fighters very well to keep that information. You know, fighters can decide that as they will. But having said that, you're not going to make more money if no one knows what you make. Mm-hmm. So, I I think you certainly want that. It's it's like every other sport has this, and that's how they make a lot of money. Um, but this is there's no argument for this other than we just don't want people to know <laughs> silly man. Yeah, and, and it seems like we're putting more things behind closed doors and that is not a good way to go we need more transparency not less so anyway there, there's my little diatribe against texas we got one more fight one more round it was the first round of the whole card uh on the prelims billy alicana got the win over chuck campbell another split decision this one the more traditional 29 28s all uh, all three Two of them for Alcana, one for Campbell, and we're split on round one. So let's talk about this round. Did anything happen in this round? Well, it's quite a low output round. It's not a great round of fighting. Very cautious approach, at least early in the round from both. Uh, Alcana maybe had a couple kicks to the body. Campbell got really uh, good reactions when he landed punches to the head. But he didn't start landing them until halfway yeah, through the round. Yeah, it was, it was late. Um, I think it's a, it's just a close round just for how low output it was, and it's hard to get upset either way. But I do feel like uh, my score of Campbell uh, is the right score. Uh, I think Campbell for sure is the better fighter in the round, and uh, he, he should have got this one. This this seems seemed like kind of easy, but again, it was also low output. Yeah, when, when we have low output, I, I always... I try to withhold any sort of strong feelings for it because the fighters just didn't give the judges enough to evaluate or really put themselves in a position to try and win. Like you, you're not even setting things up for later very well, unless the goal was to, you know, in some ways I think Campbell was trying to, you know, lean on him at the cage. And and I don't know if it was to wear the gas tank out or not, but Campbell certainly seemed like the one who was feeling the, uh, later on in the fight, feeling the, the pace of the fight. uh, Well, you were smart too. I watched the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) You you made the right choice, my man. But to be fair, it did actually get a modicum better from there. That was the worst of it. Guessing a modicum means a tad. A little bit. A little bit. All right. (laughs) Good job. Good contextual learning there. You know, got to, do you want, do I need to teach a contextual too? You got I know. I, got I figured you knew that I one. I figured, but I never know. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I saw this from Campbell. I do think at least the the power coming from him is is better on the strikes, except against the cage. Those were storly knees. Yes, fair, absolutely. And then they got I, I mean, you can you can literally count on like your hands. The strikes landed here, especially the ones that really kind of seem to do much so yeah I, I feel i feel like campbell's the right call here but but again i i i won't get up in arms so nothing against uh gino garcia and joel solas who saw this for elicana but i'm with you i'm seeing it like brian minor what does that mean for the traveling judge couch side over <laughs> <laughs> you know connecticut's not that far we could probably like walk it up there or drive it mm. up there instead of uh trying to mail it yeah but i'm not going to yeah yeah that, that, that's burning gas i'm not doing that <laughs> Trying to save the environment here. <laughs> but that's it. That's our rounds, man. Got a bunch of finishes across the two cards. More on the PFL, actually. Five five in UFC. Mostly subs. Four subs. One of them a tech sub. Uh, and then a technical knockout as our only strikes-based finish. Two of the fights ended in the first round. On the PFL side, seven finishes. Four KO or TKO. Three sub. And half the fights. I believe it was ten. Five ended in the first round, leading to, again, only 11 rounds to score. So it's the way it goes. Dan's yeah. got a, a hand out there. It looks like he's holding up a, a pie. Yeah. Yeah. Pizza pie. Or, 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 or he's like a model or something like that. Anyway, Dan, what was your favorite? Well, finish? I really like Tatiana Suarez jumping guillotine there, putting out a, she didn't put her out and she tapped. But I I do like that as my favorite, but mm-hmm. I do have a runner up in Diego Lopes. Lopez. Is it called Lopez? Lopez. 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 Yeah. 
uh, armbar over Gavin Tucker, respecting the tap, not even waiting for the ref to stop it, and just getting up and saying, "I win." The the one you tapped out the the one arm guillotine, which is what it looked like at least from Tatiana Suarez. That was pretty fantastic. I, I kind of left that one to you. Well, it start it started as one arm. Mm-hmm. She eventually got the. She S- did it, so. to be fair, but like I mean. She kind of had it locked in with that. She kind of just probably needed that extra torque to finish it mm. off. But, like, she was holding oh, the yeah. position very well with just the one arm yeah. to the point she just needed to stick the other one in there and finish it. That was impressive. The strength uh, for that is really impressive. Yeah, she uh, she was getting flack from some people about, you know, that she had the jump guillotine, you know, to beat Montana De La Rosa because she couldn't get oh, her down or whatever. Stop. It's like, come on, guy. <laughs> yeah, she, she had to go for the finish to get yeah. the finish. Yeah. The so, nerve. Yeah. What a loser. No, I mean, she got 10 aided in the so first round by Carla Esparza. Hit me with yours. Uh, my favorite finish uh, was Jose Ramirez dropping uh, Tim Anderson at second base in the uh, Listen, the, the Guardians and, and White Sox baseball game. No one deserves that more in baseball <laughs> than that little twerp, Tim Anderson. Well, you hate him, especially as a Yankee Nobody fan. Nobody deserves it more. He got all tough with Jose Ramirez, and Ramirez just clocked Dude, him. Dude, he put up the full boxing, like, protect oh. your protect yourself at all times hands. It was really amazing, and then he just got cold cocked. That I, was, don't, I don't know who I the commentator was, but that is a brilliant call. What was should, the call? I actually didn't hear he's, it. He calls, oh, and Ramirez is safe at, at first, uh-huh. and he just goes into straight mode, and he starts yelling, down goes Anderson, down goes Anderson. And I, it was it was fantastic. I'll set, I'll I'll show you it when, uh, right. when we're done. It, it's it, it's brilliant. Okay, but yeah, that was my favorite yeah. finish. Although I'll also shout out Carlson Harris uh, rallying for the chokeout against Wells because again he needed that finish in round three. I will always respect a fighter who is going to lose and snatches victory from the jaws mm-hmm. of defeat in the third round. Yeah, or the fifth round, and that yeah, as as the case can be. In the you know, there was that guy Leon Edwards. He did something. He did that. Yeah, yeah. Did the thing in the place with the stuff. <laughs> that place is Utah. That's always Utah yeah. for, for those anyway. Um, but that's it for for last week. And let's look ahead to this coming weekend. And we got two two cards again. Like I said, this is I think I said this last week. Every weekend for the next few weeks, we're going to have or week we're going to have two major promotion cards. Yes. So it's UFC and something always. In this case. We're leading Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern time, main card on Showtime, Bellator 298. They're almost at 300. They're going to beat UFC to 300. Um, theirs was a little different, though. They, they get there a different way. They also have much fewer um, events in general because almost all of theirs are numbered, and UFC has, like, a whole subset. I mean, they've got UFC Vegas 78 coming up next weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Just that 78 times they had a fight night at the UFC Apex. I wonder if they just kill it, like, at 100. <laughs> they're like, Vegas 100's our last Apex. Uh, uh, no, they won't. Numbered card. No, they're gonna, they're gonna be, they're gonna run into the ground. <laughs> anyway, um, and we have a weird fight here. Something's gotta give kind of main event here. It's not, a, it's not a major one from, like, a Bellator standpoint, but it is, it, it's, it's fascinating to me. Logan Storley against Brandon Ward looks has the look of a number one contender fight although logan storley did just lose for the second time to the champion uh so i don't think he's actually going to get anything out of this fight other than holding his position but it's weird because what on one side we have brennan ward who as we know from last year he was in one of the most boring fights of the year <laughs> uh against michael venom page no that logan storley you mean yes logan storley yeah, yeah. yes oh, sorry logan storley. did i say brennan ward yeah okay my mistake yeah i do mean logan storley um Terribly boring fight. He's not always in boring fights. He's actually been in some really good fights, mm. too, to be fair. Um, but, yes, that that was the most prominent moment he had, and it was just, it was terrible. It was just a horrible fight. And on the other side, you've got Brandon Ward, who about a decade ago, a little more than a decade ago, was in one decision. Hasn't been in one since. Granted, he <laughs> took about five years off um, battling addiction and, and getting his life in order and, and now is in a much better place. Uh, to be competing and doing that kind of thing. So part of that time is gone. The point is, he just goes in there and he's like, he doesn't really want to go anywhere it, like near the, the cards. He's going to finish you or he's going to get finished. Yeah. So somebody's got to give here. What do you think is going to give? Do you think it actually uh, goes the distance? Because think... even Brendan Ward, I talked to him last week. He said like, look, if anybody's going to get me there in a five round fight, it's going to be him. That's what I kind of feel like. I feel like it favors the the guy that, you know, the more calculated guy. Sure. Instead of the you know now kill or be killed guy, he still thinks he's gonna knock so, him out. But you know, 
they're just pointing it out. Oh, he, did actually, mean, he did actually say, like, if anyone's going to get get me to that decision, it's probably going to be Storley. You don't, yeah, you don't, you don't go into a, a fight thinking you're going to lose. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think I think it favors uh these these stylistic matchup. I always think favors the the guy who comes in more uh more calculated. Mm-hmm. So I guess we will see. Um, both of them have some wrestling experience. Storley is is a very decorated mm-hmm. collegiate wrestler. It's a it's a different level yeah. of wrestling. Devastating. But knees. once you come into MMA, things yes, devastating knees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Storley is also the local guy on this one. He's they're fighting in South Dakota. He is from South Dakota. Um, instead of them fighting at uh, Mohican Sun, where Brendan Ward would have been the mm-hmm. the local guy. Um, I'm sure they'll bring in some. They've done it before. They've brought in uh traveling judges to south dakota this is typical when bellator travels anyway they, they have they have certain judges that they mm-hmm. like to call in these situations so we'll see who ends up coming in for that one and friday and, and yeah and who knows maybe we'll have double duty guys yeah, south you know dakota it, it's not maybe some of them will work that night and then fly out to vegas uh for like i said ufc vegas 78 um before we even get to that though i did want to highlight a couple of fights that i'm interested in on uh on the bellator card James Gallagher against, uh, I believe it's James Gonzalez. I wrote it down and I'm like, are they both James or did I mess something up? Hmm. But anyway, Jim, they're both Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Which, <laughs> if I if I remember right, no, it's John G. I'm thinking of Memento. He had uh, the tattoo and it was always a- uh, Never no, saw Memento. Oh, you should watch it. Oh, no, no. I'm not going to spoil anything then. You got to watch Memento. Anyway. Um, I know the cover that'll be, art. That'd be a good fight. Kai Kamaka, anytime he's on here, I'm always going to highlight him because he always comes to fight, and I mm-hmm. like him, uh, against Ahmed uh, Magomedov. That's at 45. Gallagher fight is 135, by the way. <laughs> and I like your note here about the other fight that I put down, Valentin Moldovsky against Steve Mowry, which is a heavyweight fight. Um, Dan- Dan's note here, which is, uh, well, I'll-, I'll censor it, but he says, uh, you, uh, you bleeping me here. Kidding. And, uh, you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, kidding. We'll 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 call it kidding. Kidding with an S. You put a you put a heavyweight <laughs> undercard fight. No, it's Bellator. it's the co-main. It's the co-main. It's still on. It's on the I, main now. I understand, but the Moldovsky is, is somebody who realistically probably is like one fight or two from getting back to the title fight. All right, that's why I highlighted that okay. one. It, there's at least some competitive. Um, it's a sport first, sir. It is a sport. It is first. a sport it first. It is a sport first. I did say that. Yeah, you did. I, don't throw you, my words. In I my mouth. will anytime. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, look, this fight could be terrible, but I'm going to hope that maybe maybe it works. Probably it'll work the opposite way of what I've been doing with the uh, the contested rounds. Yeah. Well, listen, it is a sport <laughs> first, but it doesn't mean I have to enjoy it. No, no, no. That's fair. I, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested in who comes out of it. That's what I mean. Okay. That's gotcha. really what it comes, it comes down to. I want to know who's going to come out of this fight. If Steve Maury goes in there and wins, maybe he's the next guy fighting for the title. Okay. Against And he would be somebody who is actually not 94 years old. Going against Ryan Bader, which would be mm-hmm. nice. Ryan Bader's still a champion. He is still the champion. At heavyweight. Yeah, I, wow. And Ryan Bader is a really terrific fighter, too. But, like, the optics of him fighting, and actually the ages back-to-back 46-year-olds, Fedor and, and Chick Congo. Mm. The fact that he's his last two championship victories over 46-year-old men, separate 46-year-old men, it just it optically doesn't look good. Mm. He's got to fight somebody remotely close to his age. And he's getting up there in age, too, because he's about my age, and I'm getting up there in age, um, at least from a fighting standpoint. I'm not going to be fighting much longer, Dan. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, Once you start talking retirement, start. Yeah, it's it's time to go. Yeah. That's, what Dan, that's what Dana says. He doesn't want the fight. <laughs> Unless it's other people. Certain people. He <laughs> yeah, has, yeah, there's certain people you got to yeah. chase down and be like, whoa, 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 Khabib. <laughs> I, that's how he has the name again, Khabib. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Alphabet soup. <laughs> anyway um and then of course there's the ufc card like we said saturday uh 7 p.m eastern time main card vicente luque against rafael dos anjos at 170 this i, I can see it being fun but i could also see it being kind of like a like a maybe dos anjos drags him down and, and is kind of able like to like we've, we've seen that a little bit more rafael dos anjos is capable of fighting that way yeah. he's also capable of getting a finish like, i i don't want to say he's a boring fighter and not Bilal isn't he doesn't have the most exciting style. Let's let's no. call it what it is, but I don't think he's like this wet blanket that everybody hates the word that mm. everyone should hate. Okay. You know? But anyway, I, th- I think RDA has he has the ability, maybe is less so than he used to, of putting on an exciting fight. Luke, we know, definitely can. He it's can, just a matter sure. of whether the guy's gonna give it to him at this stage, mm-hmm. right? So 
Hopefully we get the latter. Hope we get a, a fun one, right? In Nevada with the Nevada judges. Again, some of them, who knows? Maybe they'll be traveling from one place to the other. Um, but there's there's some good fights on this card. I like Khalil Roundtree and Chris Dawkins. Stockus moving down yeah. to 205. 205. Curious to see how he does down there. 205 debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, Poliana Viana. Hard hitter at 115 mm-hmm. against uh, Yasmin Lucindo. I like that fight. Mm-hmm. Cub Swanson buried deep on the prelims against Hakeem Dawadu. That would do. That would do. That would do, bro. I always mess it up. Come on. I always mess it up. You messed that up. Yeah, I failed. Just a (laughs) fail. Uh, That's at 145. And then late late replacement stepping in, Terrence McKinney is going against uh, Mike Breeden, who this is a new opponent for Breeden. He was was already on the card. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm still interested in McKinney. I called him as somebody who, like, I thought might be a future champion. I'm going to back off of that. Fair. I think think (laughs) we've seen enough that maybe... I can back off of that now, um, but uh, but I still think he's capable. Of, and and look, every time he steps in there, somebody gets a finish of the year. <laughs> they really so, do. And yeah. he's all he was also in the round of the year last year, yeah. one of the rounds of the year anyway. When he comes in there, you're gonna watch something fun. So how can you not be excited for that? Uh, it also uh, actually it looks like uh, Swanson and Dowdy are the co-main. Oh, is that right? They moved uh, things around according to Tapology. So I don't know. Tapology doesn't always have it. In in order until like later, just saying what topology saying. I I guess we don't know exactly what the the bout order will be, and I mean shoot, maybe some of these fights fall out anyway, right? Things happen. I'm in I am interested in, in also. I didn't write this down. Juliana Miller and Luana Santos. I like Miller. <sighs> I got cooled on Miller. She didn't look very good last time. I still like her. Fair enough. You're loud. She's gritty. Um, and then for my most likely contested rounds, I'm going to keep it going and hope that, uh, my, my hex works in the positive way. Josh Parisian against Martin, uh, Boudet, Martin Boudet, Martin Boudet. I don't know. Boudet. Boudet. Uh, heavyweights, I think are, are the one we're going to be destined to be talking about in this coming weekend or my magic will work and it'll be a first round finish and heavyweights do the job. Mm. We'll see. It's probably probably now that I become self aware, it won't work. But you know, okay. it is what it is. And also, I want to point out, Contender mm. Series starts on Tuesday. Oh, that's I right. I know Scott doesn't really watch Contender Series, but I enjoy it. Um, look, it's fine. I mean, good, you can enjoy it, but I, you know, usually I, I opt out. Fights there. I opt out. Um, I just want to point out, Joshua Van was supposed to be on this card, but the reason he's not is because he had to step in late replacement for someone and ended up, you know, putting on a show. Mm-hmm. So he got bumped ahead. He skipped over yeah, the entry. Yeah, he skipped. He skipped over his uh, interview process. Okay, just went straight to getting the job. Adorable. Yep. The system uh, system loses another one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's basically it, man. Well, I'm. I want to say oh, what's interesting about the contender series mm-hmm. is that Dana's tune changes as the season goes on. That ne- no, you stop. So, Dana is the most consistent man is, in in, in it's kind not of in combat funny. sports but in the world. It's kind of funny in that sense. And also, they usually give other people tries or, or tryouts, I would think, mm-hmm. for uh, commentating positions to see how they'd fare. And then, like, Laura Sanko started on the Contender Series. Sure. And then now she gets regular Fight Night cards. So I yeah, like that do. portion of it. So it's a farm system. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And you like that. Yeah, because... Do you like it, watching uh, the like, Somerset Patriots on TV? So, of course. Especially <laughs> especially when they're in rehab assignments. Yeah, well, there. Um... I don't think I get them on TV, though. I don't, I don't think they're on TV. I would, would get to watch I don't them. think they're on TV. Anyone that's coming through the pipeline for the Yankees organization, we kind of need you. When we expand the rosters in September, we should really let these guys play and not just sit the bench. Well, yeah. I mean, they're not going to be playing for a playoff spot um, at that point. So. Most, I mean, I hope I hope they are, but it's just not looking that way. <laughs> no, it is. It's too crowded. There's too many teams. I'm not saying they couldn't do it either, but mm-hmm. yeah, they, they would have to probably do better than uh, trot Carlos Rodon out there every five days. We're funny now, a, ba- we're now a baseball funny, show, too. Funny thing about Carlos Rodon, he pitched when I went for my birthday. Yeah. And I sat in the front row, down down low, right before the Legends suite, where you get free food. And down there was Rodon's wife. Rodon got yanked at the start of the fifth, and she was nowhere to be found the rest of the night. Well, yeah, so she all probably she, went to see her husband. Yeah, she's like, I'm, game's over. I'm done. I don't care about baseball. What else is she going to do out there? Probably just absorb abuse from Cheered. terrible fans. No, no one else would have, no one was being mean to her. But they might. Oh, and I saw Mark Coleman there twice. Oh That's he right. You did see the hammer. Me. You saw the hammer. The hammer walked past me twice, and I didn't recognize him until I said, was that Mark Coleman? Why would he be at the Yankee game? And then I pulled up a picture. I showed my sister, and she's like, yeah, that's him. I'm like, all right, keep an eye out, because when he comes by, I'm going to get a picture. Never came by again. 
you know failed opportunities yeah yeah you definitely missed out he, he gave you two chances dude he it wasn't did. just one he did the first time i didn't recognize this, wow that dude just jacked there is no round three yeah. he's getting that second round finish that's true <laughs> but let's get let's get into and happy happy birthday i already wished it to you but uh, you. but yeah we we didn't we didn't mention this last week it was dan's birthday uh on uh, the first day of august every time you bring in august you think of dan urban all right yeah uh so business for next week yes you'll be away i am heading out to seattle like we mentioned we don't know what the nature of our next show will be there will definitely be a next episode will it be on monday will it be a few days later will i be a part of it will dan do it solo will we have somebody come in all these questions will be answered not today when you when you listen you'll, you'll find figure out. it out you'll figure <laughs> it out it'll be it'll be a guessing game place your bets offshore books all right, that does it for this episode. We'll be back again sometime next week because uh, Scott's going to Seattle. And we'll be talking about these fights or Dan will be talking about these fights. And you know, no matter what, you'll get my scores in there, yeah. whether I'm a part of the Scott actual will, audio or not. We'll figure that out. Scott will give his scores. Thanks for listening. Take care, everybody. <laughs>